0: hey hello welcome to Friday live um, except there's a little bit of an exception today um, I had some things I had to do today with workwise and um, at lunchtime and so we pre-recorded this today and uh, so what you're seeing is actually full disclaimer pre-recorded but we wanted to put it out um, anyway to just keep our continuity going um, lots going on in the ministry uh, just to keep you a real brief update um we are in prayer about how to to continue to take our how to study the bible bible study course uh, back into mexico um we're really doing some research on some electronic avenues to keep from having to take um, all the books down with us and maybe to streamline our costs been in talks with the blueletterbible.org i've actually been in talk with logos um, and their bible study system about utilization of some of their platforms but uh just be in prayer about that i don't know where that's going but uh that's that's kind of one of the things we're pursuing also um uh looking at possibly having a local um in the athens area uh how to study the bible seminar uh workshop it's not a seminar it's a workshop where you would come and so be looking for that but uh what do we want to do this afternoon or this morning whatever time it is that you're actually seeing it I want to jump into Romans 5, and I think it's going to be a real timely verse. Um, share a few things with you uh, personally, and then uh, be short time today and, and, and go about our business. But I want to read the text in Romans chapter 5. Um, we're only going to read about five verses, and then talk about it a little bit, because it's, it's, a, it's a key passage. It says, Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we have also obtained access through him by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we've also rejoice in our afflictions. Because we know that affliction produces endurance, and endurance produces proven character. And proven character produces hope. And this hope will not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Now. Let me just start off by saying, if you recall in chapter four, well, me even go back. The wrath of God is coming. You're full of uh, against unrighteousness. You're full of unrighteousness. But you've been imputed this righteousness of Christ that actually takes over um, and lays over our unrighteousness so that we can enter into this relationship with Jesus. And in chapter four, he has spent. An inordinate amount of time making sure that we understand um, exactly what we're getting into here. I mean, he's spent the time to make sure that. We understand that it's not about us. It's not anything we've done. It's our faith in Christ. It's not being a son of Abraham that makes you justified. It's our faith in the, the finished work and person of Jesus Christ that makes us righteous. And so that truth having been laid out, he gets to chapter 5 and says, Therefore, since that's true, since it's true that our faith in Christ has brought us into this relationship, we have been de- since we have been declared righteous by faith, that's the truth. We're not righteous on our own. We can't do enough. We can't be born into the right family. It's not about what we've done. It's our faith. And since that, we've been declared righteous by our faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Having peace with God's a big deal. Um he says here because we've been declared righteous We're not at odds with God anymore not being at odds with the Lord God Almighty is a is a bad place to be and it's our faith He says he made us have peace in him Verse 2 says we've also obtained access through him by faith into the grace access into what access into the grace through Jesus Christ in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God so there's grace that God gives we talked about it in chapter 4. He says he by grace he passed over the the sins of those in the past and and we have access into this grace through Jesus Christ through our faith in him. Okay? It is that grace of God the access to it comes by our faith in him. And he says because of that we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So when the glory of God is revealed, uh, to all mankind in its fullest, when He comes back, as it were, and He's in all of His glory. That's a terrifying thing if you're not shielded in righteousness. That's a terrifying thing for those who are riddled with unrighteousness, because the wrath of God's coming when His glory is revealed, when His person is revealed. It's like you know Moses. He says, "No, you can't look at me. I'm putting the cleft of this rock because you you can't handle my glory." Even though he continued to say, show me your glory and talk with him face to face and those sorts of things. But it's through our faith in Christ, through the declared righteousness of God, we have peace with God. We don't have to be afraid of his glory. We don't have to be afraid of his wrath. There is no fear. There's no condemnation for us anymore. And we actually, it says, rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We get to see him one day. It's a positive thing. It's a great thing. But that's not where I, even want to, where I want to spend my time this morning, even though it's going to be short. He says in verse 3, and not only that. So there's another benefit. You know, it's almost like one of those uh, late night commercials. But wait, there's more. That's exactly the feel I get from Romans chapter 5. So the wrath of God's coming against unrighteousness, and we have a ton of it. But because of our faith in Christ. And because of the work that Jesus did on the cross, we, we don't live in fear. He says we have access into this grace. We have a relationship with him. We have peace with God. We have all of these benefits of having faith in Christ. But wait, there's more. He says we also rejoice in our afflictions. I want to say a couple of things, and I want you to just look right at me, hang right with me, and hear what I'm saying. What this verse does not... I say this quite often, and it's true. A lot of times we can get great truth out of what the Bible doesn't say as much as we can of what it does say. And what I mean by that is he doesn't say in this that we rejoice because we don't have afflictions. That's not what it says. It doesn't say that all of our afflictions will go away. He says, we rejoice in our afflictions. In other words, he affirms that those afflictions are going to come. What is an affliction? It's a hard time. It's a trial. Bad times, bad things. I was listening to Tammy yesterday um, telling the story of, Brenda was about three weeks old. She was in the NICU, and uh, she was on a ventilator, and it was time to take her off. And we basically had decided, you know, they, they made us decide, Are you going to, if she's, how do I want to put this? If she can breathe on her own, great. But if not, we had to decide whether or not we would put her back on a ventilator or that we would just let her go. During that moment, they'd given her breathing treatments. They'd um, done all they could do. And um, they had taken her off the vent and she wasn't breathing on her own. Um, it wasn't looking good, and it was a bleak moment. And I remember the RT, the respiratory therapist, said, "Let me, let me try one more, one more thing. Give her one more hit of the breathing treatment." And he did. And I was listening to Tammy tell the story um, of the look of determination on Brenna's face as she, three weeks old, um, she just kind of had this look on her face, like, "No, nope, we're going to do this." And and I will we'll never forget. There was only two. Points of her body actually touching the bed the back of her head and one of her heels. That's how hard she was trying to breathe She was taking it in that I mean just her whole body was just in anguish um, Trying to breathe and she took a huge breath and never looked back Um, I Don't know what the change was what the difference what happened in her lungs I just know that in that moment For us and for her physically, but for us emotionally and mentally, was a huge affliction. And uh, we're now on year 14 of some wonderful times being taught a lot by Him, but there's also times of affliction. And I look at this text and He says, Because of the righteousness that's declared over us, because of this relationship that we now have with god because of this peace that we now have with god because of all of this hope that we have and this access into the grace we can rejoice into our in our afflictions and if you read the totality of scripture you'll see that afflictions are not going to go away we're going to have hard things to do and they're going to be for the cause of christ and some of them are just going to be because our world is broken and we live in uh, in the scriptural times, in the first century, they lived in a very oppressive governmental time. Some people would agree that, that or would tell you that we live in an oppressive government now. Um, I promise you there are governments on the earth that are far more oppressive than ours. Um, but that notwithstanding, afflictions are here to stay. They're coming for us. And he doesn't absolve us from them. But he says because of this relationship and this access into the grace that we have, we can actually rejoice when they come. You see the apostles doing this, the disciples doing this, getting beaten, flogged, and going away rejoicing because they were counted worthy to share in the afflictions of Christ. But there's a purpose in that. There's a purpose in the rejoicing and the afflictions, and it tells us in this text Why? Because we know that affliction produces endurance. If you've ever had a job, you've had days you didn't want to go. This is a terrible, weak little example of what this is talking about. Because going to work is not an affliction. okay? But it feels like it sometimes. And you get up and you go. There are days, I'll just be clear... I'll just be transparent with you. There are days when caring for a special needs child is really, really hard. And you're tired and you're doing the same things over and over again. And it's not getting better. And it's just hard. But you do it. Because you've got endurance. And you have to have it. Or they won't get cared for. I've had people tell us, we have to give Brenna a shot every night. And... um in her little leg, and I've had people tell me, oh, I couldn't do that. Yes, you could. If it was your child, you certainly could. Because you have to. Yes, it's an affliction. Yes, it's hard. And yes, it gets old. But you do it. And that affliction brings endurance. And so, I'm going to be honest with you. When I hear people talking in our culture today about... um. About what they can't do. About what it's not convenient to do. I honestly think of this text. We can do hard things. And you're going to see at the end of this little text we're at, through the Holy Spirit who was given to us, we can do. Might I even say that the Scriptures expect us to do hard things? Through the power of His Spirit. Not through the power of our mind and not through the power of our flesh. but Through the power of the Spirit. But affliction produces endurance, and then endurance produces proven character. I like to call this battle buddies. If you've been into physical battle, or maybe spiritual battle, or just been through deep, dark waters with people, you know you can trust them. Because they've been there for you. They've been there to have your back. And when you've been through dark times with someone, when you've been through affliction with someone, and you've endured, and your relationship has endured, it brings proven character. We've been married 27 years, and we've been through some hard times. But we've been there for each other, not that we're anything special. I'm just It's just an example. And there's many of you out there that might be watching that have been married longer, been through worse, and, and have fared much better. But when you've been through hard times with someone, you know you can trust them because that endurance that affliction brings gives a proven character. And you know what they're capable of. You know you can trust them. You remember in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve were were created and they were presented together, the Bible says, and they were naked and unashamed. That really has nothing to do with them not having any clothes on. But after the fall, what did they do? They covered themselves because now they were ashamed of their nakedness. What, what does this have to do with affliction? What does this have to do with character? Well, the reason that they could be naked and unashamed before each other in the garden is because it's not because nakedness somehow had a different connotation or whatever. No, it was because they could trust the other one. It's just like a married couple. You can be naked and unashamed because you can trust the other not to shame you. You can trust the other to love you. Even as you grow old together and those sorts of things, there's a relationship and a bond through endurance and through affliction and through just being together that you can trust the other one not to hurt you. At the fall, neither Adam or Eve could trust the other. And therefore shame comes. Because you. It's not the, it's not even so much about you as it is you can't trust the other person. Affliction brings endurance and endurance brings proven character. A character that can be trusted. Because you've endured and stayed the course. If you've got a group of people that you're walking through a problem or an affliction with and you get to the other side and you have endured through it, you know that the next time a wave of affliction comes, you want that same group by you because they have a proven character that they can endure through the affliction. You see where we're at. In. And he says, "And proven character produces hope." I have hope when I see the wave of affliction coming. Because I know there's a group of people that I've endured affliction with before, standing with me. And that gives me hope that whatever affliction's coming, I can stand up under. Not because I'm special, but because there's a proven character in all of us as we've endured it. And then he says, this hope will not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And it will not disappoint us. This hope will not disappoint us. What hope? The hope we get from enduring. From the character that is proven through endurance of affliction. So I want to encourage you. You can do hard things. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. You can do hard things. You can persevere. You can stand up under your faith. You can stand up under the weight of standing for your faith alone. You can endure in holiness and in righteousness. You can endure in a pursuit of the kingdom. Because endurance brings proven character that can be trusted. Jesus endured the cross. It says, but for the glory that lay before him, he endured the cross. Jesus has a proven character. We can trust him and that brings hope so if you're in an affliction today or you've got an affliction on the horizon Be hopeful Endure The Holy Spirit's power will help you to endure. I believe that there is a time maybe coming for all of us According to the scriptures. It's going to be tough to be a Christian, especially a vocal one It gets harder and harder to have our beliefs, to pursue holiness, to pursue righteousness. But he says endure, because that endurance brings proven character, and that character brings hope. I'm glad you joined us today. A little bit short today, a little bit different. But we're glad you're here at the Crucible's Fire to help us help you learn, teach, repeat. We hope you'll join us next week for Friday Live, and maybe we'll be back with our regular scheduled program with me and Tim. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.